0: Oh, it's there now. Oh, you see, you couldn't see it before. Unless you are born again, unless you are hired, you can't see this, you can't enter into this. Oh, now you believe in Jesus. Now you're born of God, now you're born again. Now you can see it, but are you going to use it? Hello everyone, welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel, as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Woohoo! praise Jesus, man, hallelujah. I'm excited, excited, excited. All right, well, Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community. Hi, y'all, wherever you are all around the world, put your hands together and, and thank the Lord for our online community. Welcome, wherever you are from all around the world, we just thank you so much for tuning in, and we know that you are not listening or watching by coincidence or by accident. You are divinely appointed uh, to hear the word of God that is coming forth today, and we are glad that you are here. Amen. All right, let's get into it. I'm so excited. If you remember, anytime during the service, if you feel like jumping up and shouting, you are free to go right ahead. I, I understand your excitement and enthusiasm. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm, mm, mm. All right, so let's go. We're going into now part five of the series, the long way home. Well, let's go and um, let's do our theme verse or our series verse of scripture, John three sixteen. We're gonna give this scripture every time we meet during this series. And remember last week we said that John 3.16, it's, it's an extremely, extremely um, popular verse of the Bible, possibly one of the most popular of all, of all time uh, that, that many people know, but remember that this is an answer to a question. And uh, let me give you this, go through this one more time. Remember, if I told you, or rather if you overheard a conversation and someone told his friend $10,000, uh, $10,000, $10, and you said, oh, what, well, you know, you, you don't know whether they get excited or not, $10,000, maybe, hey, maybe, but if you ask them more detail about what they're talking about, uh, uh, he would say, well, I have to pay him 10000 Oh, oh, well, then I'm sorry, buddy, <laughs> you know, what's going on there? You may say it's a bad thing, but of course, he go deeper in the conversation, $10,000 for what? I just owe $10,000 on a $1 million house. Praise God! Hallelujah! Then it's something to rejoice about. Are you hearing? So you have to know the context of the conversation. John 3.16 is an answer to a question, and we've been endeavoring to uh, bring that whole conversation into focus. And it goes like this. Let's read it together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That is correct. Now, we told you that every week, really, there is an an eternal question. And the question is, will you choose life or will you choose death? That is up to you. Life or death is your decision. It's your decision. So before we get into it, I want to talk to you about uh, change and pain. Change and pain. Hallelujah. Change and pain. I'm not talking about quarters, quarters, nickels, and dimes, by the way. Thank you, Shekinah. She She got an online community, praise God. We're going to talk about change and pain. Now, I want you to get this because this is extremely relevant. I believe this is a right now word for you, so understand this. Change and pain are interconnected. You're not going to have one without having some measure of the other. If you're going to have change, there will be some measure of discomfort or some measure of pain associated with it. If you're going to, you say, ah, this year I'm going to have change and I'm going to lose weight, there's going to be some pain and discomfort <laughs> associated with that. Amen, amen. Say, I, I, I want to make more money. Well, there's going to be some pain or discomfort uh, about that. Maybe you have to leave your job that you're on now. Maybe you have to go back to school. Something's going to be uncomfortable for you. It's not going to be the same. You, you're not going to have change without some measure of pain. You say, well, hey, I'm gonna save money. Okay, here comes the pain because you're not gonna spend on things that you want. Okay, change and pain come together. So don't be, um, don't be fooled, don't be misled. If you're gonna have something, pain is gonna be around there somewhere. You're gonna, your life is going to change, pain is gonna be around there somewhere. The two just go together. But it is not a permanent pain. The pain of change is temporary. It's always temporary. But you have to get through it in order to get to established change. You say, this year I'm going to stop smoking. Well, there's going to be some pain and discomfort associated with that because the body wants that nicotine, right? So, but everybody should be in the process of changing. Everything... Let me say it this way. Everything that is living changes. Yeah. The only thing that does not change are things that are dead. In the name of Jesus. Okay? But everything that is alive changes. In order for you to change this year, I want you to know, first of all, that there's going to be some pain with it. Yeah. That there's going to be some dis- discomfort associated with it. Jesus. So when you, when you decide to make your change, this, when you make that decision, We understand that pain is gonna be there, but what what I want you to do, what I need you to do is to embrace the change. And also, should I say, embrace the the pain. It's gonna happen. I'm not running from this anymore. It's gonna happen. All right, let's get to it. Let's get it. I embrace the challenge. Okay? This pain is only gonna be temporary. Eventually, it's going to even out, and it's gonna be fine until the next change. Are you hearing? Every time you change, you want to grow closer to God, there's going to be some measure of pain associated with that, especially when you start fasting. So I'm going to turn off the TV. My favorite shows are on. That's a measure of discomfort, isn't it? I'm going to read the word. Okay, well, that's taking you away from something else in this life. It's going to be some measure of discomfort or, or pain in every change that you undergo. Amen. There's no such thing as painless change. Okay? And let me give you one, one, one last note about that. Change and pain are always relative. If it's a big change, you can pretty much expect big, big pain. If it's a small change, small pain. Okay, they're always relative. You're not gonna have something big, big pain with a little bitty change. Okay, so expect it. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have in this life. You're gonna find the positive. Yes, woo! But coming right behind it will be, will be the negative. Will be pain. Will be the negative. You have positive. Negative is coming right behind it. That's just how it goes. Why don't they why don't they like me? Why don't they like me? Well sure they do. They love you, Greg. woo hoo hoo! Great. But understand something, with every clap comes a boo. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. It it's gonna be. It's that way. It's just that way. As long as you're on this planet, it's gonna be that way. But some people decide not to change, decide not to change because of the pain. They will actually decide to, if you will, dumb themselves down or do less so they won't have to deal with other folk. Mm, They'll decide not to buy that new car because you buy the new car, now it's, who does she think she is with her new car? Come on, give me a break. (laughs) Are you hearing? Whenever there's a positive, here comes that. Whenever you succeed, here comes that you can't avoid it. It's a part of this life. But don't let them stop you from progressing, from moving forward. I like that old song. Let's give them something to talk about. If they're going to talk, give them something to talk about. Are you hearing? So we we got that right. Change and pain, they go together. Positive and negative, it's, it's going to go together. There's only one place for true positive where there will be no negative, and that's in glory. Amen. That's in glory. Yes, Lord. Even the Lord Jesus testified, you're going to have a 100-fold return Jesus. with persecution. Jesus, yes. It's going to be there. It's going to happen. Thank you, okay? What we've got to be is confident in Christ, confident that he loves us, yes. That when this stuff happens, when all that stuff happens, we're confident in him, confident in his love, and we can still move forward. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You're going to have critics. The only, the only ones that don't have critics are the ones that are not doing anything. If you don't have haters, then it means you're not doing anything. You're going to have haters. You're going to have, every battery has a positive and a negative pole. Yeah. It won't work unless you have them both. And it's the craziest thing. Well, I shouldn't say crazy, but yeah. that, that, that's, that's how it is. Yeah. Okay? But you keep pushing the positive. You keep pushing the positive. Jesus, of course, the most positive person that, I, that I've ever known, that I know, did he have haters? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does he still have haters? Oh, absolutely. He's God. The absolute good. Absolute good. Are you hearing? So if you decide, don't, oh, I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to like me. You're going to end up with everybody hating you. A pile of mush. Stand for something. Stand for Christ. Pull your shoulders back. Pop your chest out. Make a stand. Hallelujah. All right, let's go on now. All right, so let's go back into the series now. Just wanted to give that to you. Yeah, let's go back. Uh, We're going to go back to John the third chapter, verses one and two, for context, and then we'll work our way further down. Amen? Amen. Hope you already got getting the word of God today. So John, the third chapter, verse number one uh, and two says, uh, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, what? Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these things except what? God be with him. Now, let me discuss a, another concept with you, this, another concept with you, and this concept is called potential. Potential. Can. Potential. Now, this is also, some, this is also a rhema word for you right here in, um, uh, in this message. This is a rhema word. First, we talked about change and pain. Did you get that? Yes. Now we're going to talk about potential. Potential can, all right? So let's look at this in, in verses 3, 4, and 5. Are you listening, James? James is listening. Here we go. Did you hear the online community? James is listening today. <laughs> all right, we got you on record, James, now. Verse number 3, 4, and 5, listen to how it reads. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he what? Cannot. Say it again. Cannot. cannot. Say it again. Cannot. He cannot see the kingdom of God. All right. Look at verse number four. Nicodemus said unto him, how can, how, can. how, can. How, can. how can a man be born? when he is old, can, come on, can, can come on, can. can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus, um, Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. All right, so there are a lot of cans in there, right? Can denotes potential, the possibility. Potential, possibility. Now let me bring this um, to you. So Jesus is saying, in essence, if you are born of God, if, that is, if you're born again, you will be able to see the kingdom. You will be able to enter into the kingdom. Remember, He said if you're not born of God, if you're not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. If you're not born of God, if you're not born again, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God, right? So, Jesus is saying, if you are indeed born of God, if you are indeed born of the Spirit, You can see the kingdom, and you can enter into the kingdom. But the question is, will you? Let me give you an example of that. Let's say uh, for a long time, you would go into a particular store. Let's say it's a large clothing store. How about that? A large clothing store. And there was always a door in the very back of the store that said personnel only. Because you didn't work there, you can go back there legally. <laughs> let's say for let's just say for an instance that you are a law-abiding citizen. You saw um, personnel, authorized personnel only. You didn't have your swipe card. You didn't try to do all that stuff, right? So you saw it, but you saw everybody coming out of there. Man, they look happy, and it's not they look like they really were grateful to work there, right? All right. So you decided to apply for a position, and you got the job. And you realize that behind that door, they had a full-blown gymnasium, a uh, spa, and all these things. Um, they had a place where you get your nails did. I'm sorry, your nails done. I mean, they had, I mean, this place was a powerful employer that takes care of the employees, right? But you didn't have access to it because you weren't hired. You, weren't, you were not not an employee, okay? But now that you are an employee, now you have access to it. Amen. Now you can see what you couldn't see before. And now you can enter where you were not able to enter before, okay? So here's the question. There's a gym back there. Now you can see the gym. Amen. Amen. And now you can enter to the gym. Yes but are you going to use it? All right. yeah. that's, that's good. That's good. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's there now. Oh, you see, you couldn't see it before. Yeah. Unless you are born again, unless you are hired, yeah. you can't see this. Yeah. You can't enter into this. Oh, now you believe in Jesus. Now you're born of God. Now you're born again. Now you can see it, but are yeah. you going to use yeah. it? Yeah. 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 So here's the word of the Lord, this potential, this this Can. There are a lot of people, unfortunately, born of God that can see it. But the question is, how much will you see? Amen. How much will you see? Amen. And how deep will you go yes, in Lord. Yes, past Lord. the entrance? Yes, Lord. Some people just want to get there. Okay, I finally made it in. Woo, this is nice. I'm going to sit right here by the door. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that show is a nice gym we got going on Woo, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna sit right here by the door. You know, I'm gonna sit right here. So the Lord said, Look, you can enter in. He said, Now that you're born again, you can see. But how much you see is up to you. How much you desire to see is up to you. How far you desire to go in and search out the entire realm, the realm, this realm of power, how deep will you go? That's entirely up to you. You can stand by the door and stay by the door and have a surface relationship with Jesus. Just know him. That's all you want. Oh, I know him. I got my fire insurance, they say. I'm not going to hell. Got my fire insurance. And that's all I want from you, Jesus. Is that all we want? How much you see is up to you. And how far, how deep you go into this rabbit hole, so to speak, is up to you. You want the red pill or the blue pill? All I'm offering you is the truth. If you take this pill, you you got what I'm saying, right? It's up to you. You can go just as deep deep into Christ as you want. You can go, you can see, oh, there's so much to see in the kingdom of God. There's so much to do in the kingdom of God. There's so deep you can go. Unless you just do want fire insurance. And that's just it. I, I, my name's on the road now, I know it is. But there's so much more to him. Let me give you some scriptures to help bring out this point. Let's look at this first scripture here. Oh, I think, I think you're really going to get this scripture. Come on, help me out media your apartment. You're really going to like this thing. Go to the next slide, please. James, the fourth chapter, look at this in verse number eight. James four, verse number eight. What does it say? It says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. You see that? Cleanse your hands, ye you sinners, and purify your heart. you what? You're double-minded. God said, if you want me, as you draw to me, he said, I'm drawing to you. Yes. You can have just as much of him as you want. Yes. Just as much as Thank you want. You. Let's look at this next scripture. Come on, look at this next scripture here. Look at this, Revelation two, Revelation 3.20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door, and what? And I knock. Mm. This is one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible. I'll tell you why in a second. He says, If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will what? sup with him and he with me. Yes, I say this is one of the saddest scriptures in the Bible, because the Lord said, "I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking, which means that there is a barrier between you and Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Somehow, some way, yes, He has been shut out. Yes, Lord. You're on the inside, yes, and Jesus is standing on the outside. Yes, and he's standing at the door of your heart, and he's knocking. But listen, your heart, your life is multifaceted. You, there are so many dimensions to you. In some places you say, Jesus, come on. Yeah, I need your love. I need your love. So hey, the door is open. As a matter of fact, you've taken the hinges off the door and you've taken the door down. You stomped on the door. You stomped on the door. You put some lighter fluid and you burned up that door so there never be, never ever be a, a barrier between you and Jesus again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But when it comes to your money, Let me uh, Who's that? (laughs) Who am I, though? It is I, your Lord. Who? Yeah, looking at the peephole. Amen, amen, amen. Are you hearing? Multifaceted. It's where where areas of your your heart that govern forgiveness. Mmm. And all these other areas, if you just think of yourself as a one-door shack, no, no, there are many, many doors to your heart, many, many doors to your soul. And Jesus said, look, I'm standing at the door. I have what you need. If you would let me in. He said, I stand at the door and I knock. There's a barrier between you and Christ. And he knocks on that door. How does that knock sound? That knock sounds when, when you hear the Lord saying, okay, let's deal with this area. You're gonna have to forgive them. Let's let's deal with this area. You're gonna have to make this change. Let's deal, let's deal with this area. You know, Jesus is you know, he's really the first life coach, right? <laughs> he's first the first mentor. He tells you, hey, we got to deal with this knock 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 we got to deal with this he strikes on that area in your heart you got to deal with this he said if you would open to me if you'd open to me he said that he would uh, if you hear his voice and if you open the door he said he will come in he'll come in that means again that he's not in and you want Jesus to be you want him to be in he is life he is strength he is hope He is the peace that we're longing for. He said, if you let me in, he said, said, "Um, I will come in and I will sup with you. He'll have supper with you. He'll dine with you. He'll dine with you. And the two of you will fellowship together in that area of your heart, that area of your life. And the bondages will be completely broken, severed forever. But you have to let him in. Now, He's there. He, he knows where you live. Yes. He is knocking at your door. Yes. <laughs> he didn't go to the wrong place. Yes. He knows you. You know him. He knows it's supper time. Hallelujah. Yes. He's knocking. Yes. But will you let him in? Yes. Let me show you one more scripture here as it relates to this. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew 7, uh, verse 7 and 8. This is also so powerful. The scripture says, ask, and it shall be what? Given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. find. Knock, and the door shall be open unto you. Now listen to verse number eight. Verse eight says, for everyone that asketh does what? Receive, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be, it shall be open. open." That does not sound like an automatic thing. That says, again, you've got to put some effort in it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You've got to put effort into it. Yes. So we start all of this, Thank this segment, about can, potential. Oh, you can be just as deep with the Lord as you want. Yes, Lord. You can be, you can grow in Christ and just, and just be saturated with the anointing oh, of, of the presence of God. Yes. Your life can be filled with his holy presence and and, and the words of knowledge flow through you, gifts of healing, working of miracles, God using you to do extraordinary things. Or you can be just content to sit by and let somebody else do it. You can go just as far. So the question is, how much do you want to see? And how deep do you want to go in? Thank you. How deep do you want to go in? Hallelujah. There must be a hunger yes, burning on the inside for more of him, more of him, because there is so much Amen. more. Thank you. Thank Amen. You Lord. Amen. There's so much more in the name of Jesus. potential. Yes. So the Lord said, if you're born of God, you're born again, there's a whole nother world that opens up to you. Jesus. And you can decide just how much you're going to see and how far you're going to go. Amen. How much is enough for you? How much is enough when he has so much for you? Well, I guess we've got to try to get back into the series now. <laughs> Praise Jesus. Hallelujah) Amen. Did you get something out of that? Yes. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, awesome. So I guess if, before we get into the message, look and live. <laughs> and Maybe look and live part number two. <laughs> yeah, no. But the question is here now, what will you choose? Hallelujah. The Father's hand is extended to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. The Holy Spirit is your tour guide. He's one who leads you into all truth, shows you things to come. How much do you want? How many experiences do you want? Are you hearing? Amen. Let me show you a few other things in the world, then we'll close out for today. I'm not going to get it all, believe me, but we'll get as far as we believe the Holy Spirit wants us to go. Last week we talked about, uh, spoke from the subject of what is man? What is man? And uh, if we we looked, that came from verse number six. Verse six said again, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. All right? And uh, we went to Revelation 13 and eight, and we began to talk about your origin, where you came from. It's important to know on our journey, because you understand we started with God and we're all going to go back to him okay? Everybody, here's, here's, here's a fact that not everybody is aware of. We all are going to go back to heaven. Amen. Amen. But the question is, will you stay there? Amen. Amen. We'll all go from here to, to God's throne. Amen. You'll see him. But will you see him in peace? Or will you see him with your knees shaking? We'll all get in the presence of God. Yes, Lord. In the name of God. But how will you be on that day? Probably. We started with him. Revelation thirteen eight says, <clears throat> and this talks about um, the Antichrist that will rise on the scene and all that stuff, and it says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Let me draw this out right quick. And y'all know how you love my drawings. <laughs> so here we go. We got our line once again, and we're going to draw. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we're drawing a little house here. It's your front door, your doorknob, window, window. You got a strange looking windows. <laughs> and windows here, and a window there. Okay, and uh, there you are outside you're picking flowers or something and there's your dog okay all right strange-looking dog but we understand right you got the concept before this house was a house there was first a foundation right there's a foundation every house is built on here's your neighbor's house built on a foundation right it's being built, so but starts foundation. Lord said here that the lamb was slain before the foundation, or it says from the foundation of the world. So before the house was built, before there was anything else, there was a, a foundation. A foundation, a a beginning point. The Bible says the lamb was slain. Or God knew, the Lord knew that He would have to give His life for you and I to get to where He is. Amen. So He decided from the foundation to do it. A lot of people thought that uh, Jesus was an afterthought. You know, oh, I didn't know. Oh, Adam and Eve, my goodness. I didn't know y'all were gonna mess up like this in the Garden of Eden. I gave you everything. Oh, devil, you old something, something. I didn't know you were gonna trick them like that. Give me a break. Amen. From the foundation of the world, the lamb was slain. God knew it. Foundation meaning before the stars, before the heavens, before time, before eternity, before all of that. From the very foundation, He made a decision. He knew what he would have to do. You were on his mind. Let me show you one more. Ephesians 1 verse 4, and this this goes right along with it. Ephesians 1 verse 4 says this, according as he hath chosen us in him, when? When did God choose you? When you came out the club? When did God choose you? When you, when you decide to start doing right? No. Before. When did he choose you? Before the foundation of the world. Come on, I can't hear you. When? Before, before the foundation of the world. Yes. Yes. It says that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So before he poured the slab. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Before he poured the slab of the house. He already picked you. He chose you before Before that. So you had a relationship with God before that. Now, notice it says, "According as He has chosen us, where? Where did He choose you? In Him." So you and I existed where? In Him, before the stars, before the planets, before the angels. Before eternity, before all of that, you and I existed in him. How do I know you existed in him? Because you have an existence now. You were chosen to breathe this air. You were chosen to magnify him. You were chosen to walk before him in perfect holiness. Wholeness. You were chosen in him from the, uh, it says, before the foundation of the world. So before God's thought, before the Lord put out the first star, or before he uh, spread the curtain of eternity out, before he did all of that, before the angels came out, tweet, tweet, however angels do. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they don't go tweet, tweet. Sorry, angels, I know you're in here right now. (laughs) That's not an appropriate thing. Before, I know, I know, Tamir, I know, I know, strange things happen. Before the first angel came forth, it was God and us. In the grand scheme of things, it was God first. And then it was us. And he, hey, there's Linda in there. <laughs> there's Tamara. there's Stan. There's Parker in there. I choose them. Thank you. <laughs> Woo! He chose us in himself. Isn't that powerful? Before the foundation of the world. So he has loved you for a very, very long time. He has known you for a very, very long time. You are older than your birth certificate says. Can you see that? You are a lot older than that. We existed in him before the foundation of the world. How? It says that or why that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That means when you're with him again, when we're together in eternity, there's nothing missing, nothing broken about you. Nothing. You are existing with him. And we know f- from last week that the Father has chosen to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. It's the Father's oh, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. It's, It is in effect that the Father starts a business, and the business thrives and grows, and he wants his children to take this over. Now, he's not going anywhere. He'll always be with us. He's given us his spirit to, live, to dwell on the inside of us. And we rule and reign in Christ. His own sons, daughters, his own children, the children of God, sons of God, the offsprings of God, ruling and reigning and having dominion and having authority. So when you begin to understand who you are and where you came from, and then the devil tries all this little stuff. Yeah. Oh, you'll never be anything. Yeah. You'll never have anything. Yeah. What? You don't know who I am yeah. and where I came from yeah. Yeah. and who, who loves me. Hallelujah. You understand? You were chosen to be holy. Yes. Yes. I was chosen to be without blame. Now, chosen also talks about adoption. We'll look at this further on down. It's another concept. Another concept from the uh, the book of Romans in 1 Corinthians, how the Lord chose us, how he adopted us. He adopted us. In other words, you didn't choose him, but he chose you. And he didn't wait till you got it together to choose you. He chose you long before then. He looked at you and he loved you. So we go, oh, Lord, how can you love me? Look at what I'm doing. Look at what I've done. You can't love me. I see past that, and I see you. He's so in love with you. He thinks about you all the time. I'm sure the Lord is talking about you now. He loves you, and he sees your potential, and he sees what you can do. And he sees who you really are, your true selves. But it is that negative in the, in the light of all that positive we just yes, talked about. Yes, it is all this negative yes, that is trying to tell you that you're nothing, you're yes, nobody, you never have anything, you you never go anywhere, you're this, you're that, all this other, all this stuff. And, and many times we'll listen to the negative yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. and give more, pay more respect to the negative to what is actually the truth. It's going to take a measure. It's easy and almost painless for you to focus on the negative. For you just to sit there at home and just sit in the dark and think about all this bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Think about all this bad stuff. Yeah. It's almost painless for you to go down that street. Yeah. But for you to say, no, no, no. No, no, no. I'm not that. I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God. I will move forward. I will overcome in this life. For you to make that change and begin to swim upstream, that takes something. That will require something. But if you do that, you will arrive to the place where you should be. I pray you've heard the word of God today. I feel a good stopper in my heart. So we're going to stop there. Let's give the Lord that mighty hand of praise. We love you, Lord Jesus.